the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Smashing records. It's evident as the days go by that the government has no idea, no answers, and no vaccine. No, they don't. There is a chart that most people don't want to talk about. The source is the IDPH. It's the Illinois Department of Health. Turns out that 54, this, this is from August 4th to December 15th. 54.2% of all deaths in Illinois of COVID were vaccinated. That's a little stat that should uh, be the front line of every news story. Every news story. Yet the insistence of the government is that you continue to pop the experiment in your arm. This is a major, major problem. So today, as the market, rightfully so, is down 500 points and change. I think it closed a little stronger than that. I think it was 455. It closed down. The excuse is that they're worried about Omicron. That's not, that's not why the market is down. The market is down because, thank God, Build Back Better is going to have to wait till next year. And then it will rear its ugly head because they have to pass it because they have no answers on the virus. They have no answers on the economy. They have no answers on the tranquility, the domestic turmoil. Because they're Democrats, and this is what they do. They fraud, they lie, they cheat. This is how they exist. We've got clips. The main part of Build Back Better isn't just the Wall Street bribery that we've pretended is our economy over the last 11 years. It's also riddled with different rules and restrictions that guarantee voter fraud will be legal. That's just the fact. But Fauci made the tour. How this imbecile is still making the tour on the Sunday shows, still has a job. Only in government could somebody this incapable, inept, complete and total failure and liar, could still not only have a job, but still be touted as an expert. I mean, if that's not enough, he was torturing beagles, for God's sake. So Dr. Pickleface was all over the Sunday shows. Well, I mean, in some respects, Chuck, it really is semantics. As far as I'm concerned, I make it very clear that if you want to be optimally protected, get boosted. Whether the definition for legal and other purposes dealing with the OSHA situation that you have, that's a different story. But if you want to look at it and say, when am I optimally protected, there's no doubt that that's when you get boosted. I know you're doing a round robin this morning of all the Sunday shows, but just a reminder, I'm Jake, not Chuck. Don't Um, worry about it. Your name is irrelevant. You're fungible. 
You're a propagandist. Because if you were a reporter, you would have asked about the 54.2 people in Illinois that we know about, and God knows how many throughout the country, who have bought this line of shtick, who took a year and a half out of their life for nothing, on the advice and the recommendation of failures and frauds, all of whom are held harmless to their incompetence. And yet we're still going to believe this bimbo a year and a half into lies and failure? I mean, only in government could it be possible that he is somehow touted as an expert. You said earlier this week that if you're vaccinated, you should feel comfortable traveling and, and celebrating the holidays with, with your family. Uh, do, you, do you still believe that? No, I do. If you are vaccinated and boosted and are prudent when you travel, when you're in an airport to be. See, wouldn't it be nice if the if the people that were infected and died and listened and lost their businesses and God knows what other turmoil into their lives. That the government has stole a year and a half out of your life, unless you're like me and just ignored every aspect of everything that came out of their mouth, knowing that they're liars and frauds still affected everybody. If you could name this liar in a lawsuit, how could it be that nobody is held responsible for this failure, this chaos? And what's he going to do? Make another tour tomorrow? Wearing a mask all the time. You have to be wearing a mask on a plane. Uh, Do not do things like go to gatherings where there are people who you do not know what their vaccination status is. If you do that, and some people are even going... See, here's how I like to get together. I don't get together with anybody that believes this scumbag or any Democrat. I don't get together with you. I don't want to be together with you. I don't want you around me. Now, if you're dumb enough to believe that the experiment was going to help you and save you or that masks are going to help you, then stay away. That's how. That's the party rules at the Thompson House and everywhere I go. Because people have been listening to this imbecile who for a year and a half has been dead wrong. Dead wrong. And you think about all the people that didn't see their loved ones, didn't get to see their family members, and they died of maybe other diseases, because that's what we do as human beings. We die. From the minute you're born, you're dying. The rest is just an adventure. And to take time out from the people you love in your life for this, when the reality is, if this doesn't kill you, I guarantee something else is. Nobody gets out alive. How much of your time are you going to give away to political whores and pimps? That's the real question. Extra step or the extra mile of maybe even getting tested when you have people coming over the house. We now have a much wider available. Who owns the the test companies? Who profits from these companies that have made billions upon billions upon billions? The vaccine that doesn't work, that 54.2% of Illinoisans enriched those companies at the direction of these imbeciles, so-called experts, technocrats of tyranny and incompetence. Ability a point-of-care test that you can get a result in about 15 minutes. So you might want to do that. If you do these things, uh, John, I do believe that you can feel quite comfortable with a family setting, the dinners and the gatherings that you have around the holiday season. Nothing is 100% risk-free, but I think if you do the things that I just mentioned, you'd actually mitigate that risk enough to feel comfortable about being able to enjoy the holiday. Now, the cheap shot was to play what he said a year ago when he told everybody not to wear the mask. And when he did it, that's irrelevant. The point is, how many times do you get to be wrong before people tell you to shut the hell up and stop ruining the quality of our life? Stop taking over businesses. Stop destroying and corrupting our economy.
Because these are all the things we've allowed to happen during this time. So some people out there are celebrating the mansion bill. Or the mansion killed it. And Manchin gave a wonderful speech, and we've all heard it by now. Why isn't everybody doing that? Because the bill that they had proposed was taking advantage of the emergency they caused. In essence, forever corrupting and changing the way our economy would work and the way businesses and lending would work from this point forward. This is what we have to correct. Now, it's a big step, but believe me when I tell you, they're not taking two seconds off. Not two seconds. Schmucky Schumer and the rest of them. Now, Mr. President, on NDAA. Majority leader, we're in. We're going to go ahead and we're going to pass it. And AOC's got an idea of what's wrong with the Senate. I mean, it is it is unconscionable the way that the Senate operates. It's fundamentally undemocratic. And now what it's doing is that it is allowing the stripping of people's voting rights across the country. We are in a crisis. 19 states have passed over 33 laws to limit or restrict the right to vote in the United States. To secure their elections. In the Build Back Better, bet, 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 bet. It was the nationalization of voting that would have stripped all those laws away that those states and the people in those states wanted. Such things as voter ID. They were adding voter integrity. They call it invading on voter rights because AOC is from a sewer of corruption, New York, where now all you need is a pulse to walk in and vote. We'd like to think once, but we all know that's not the case. This is why they're upset about the bill. The bill was not an omnibus bill strictly to destroy and forever usurp and nationalize our economy, because it was. It also had in it numerous ticky-tack laws and regulations that would have nationalized the elections, because that's the only way these people can stay in. And there is the silver lining in this failure, right there. Because kids from 8 years old all the way up to 80 see the kind of fraud and failure there is. Do not be deceived by the inundated propaganda you see on Sunday and the rest of your newscasts. Everyone knows this is a failure, and they are frauds. Now, hopefully, hopefully, people will be able to overwhelm the intended election fraud and throw out everybody with a D after their name. Not just because it really means dimwit, but because it stands for the corrupt mafia the Democrat Party has become. 312-642-5600. I'll take all your calls when I get back. Christmas song. It's the Peanuts, isn't it? All right. Just to make sure. Uh, I don't think Jaylene Maxwell has not committed suicide yet. Just a little bit of an update. We've got Honey Bunny working on that diligently. Let's go to the lines. Vedette in Michigan. Love the name. Hey, thank you. First time caller, by the I way. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. But I was, uh, as I was dropping off my Christmas cards and my packages, and I'm listening to you because I love listening to you, by the way. Um, The one thing that I heard Fauci, when he, when they asked him being vaccinated, safe to travel, he said, no, I do. How does someone's psyche, psychologically, wouldn't you say, yes, I do? Yeah, it's a tell. I mean, well, he's from New York too. They have a different vernacular. However, do they? But but it's a still, I me. mean, yeah. yeah. And also, I just want to let you know that um, I I do have a family member who is a physician, and basically, 
we you have talked about you know the lack thereof of COVID treatments. Mm-hmm. Basically, there's an underlining that a lot of physicians are being, I would say, intimidated, coerced or intimidated, threatened on their medical license for not wanting to or probably practicing therapies that work. And it's a I was just, in, it's a tragedy. Yes, it is. And, and I and I just don't understand it. I'm like, if you want to get vaccinated. Absolutely. Get vaccinated. It is your God-given right, what you want to do to your body. Absolutely. It's your physical choice of what you should do to your health. No one else's. I couldn't agree more with you. And and and, and here's the other thing. If you want to take remdesivir, if you want to take hydroxychloroquine, if you want to take the monochloral antibodies, whatever your choice is, you have property over your body. What, what we've done, unfortunately, is regress into a surf society where there are a, a, far amount, a large amount of your fellow citizens that are hanging on every word of people who have been wrong for a year and a half. And that is a tragedy. But here's the problem. This is also what we've witnessed take over our economy take over our tax system, and take over our quality of life and in so many of these Democrat hellholes. To me, I've identified the problem. It's the Democrat mafia. That's the problem. And the places that are run different, the quality of life is better. Vedette, I love, love the name. Exactly. And, and also, just to recap, I had five friends whose parents are all in their 80s, okay, diagnosed with COVID, and then when they told me, I said, what did they do? They just sent them home with nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yes. Yes. And then, I, you know, the other, the, other, the, other harsh, the other harsh reality is how many of those people did not get to see their family members for a very variety of different reasons and then passed away anyway? Because in life, the only sure thing is that you die. And as you get older, you die a lot. The only place that uh, doesn't happen, apparently, is government. So unless you have a job with the government, prepare to die. Thank you very much, Vidat. I appreciate the call, and I appreciate you listening. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How you doing? Good. How are you? Good. I'm a little upset here. You know, we already know what Dr. Fauci's profile is. This guy is a pathological liar, does diabolical experiments, for example, on puppies. I would love to see this guy be put in jail, investigate and put in jail. How dare he tell people what to do? And, you know, for example, you're going to lose your job if you don't get vaccinated. That is disgusting. What do you well, think? Here's the, well, I, I think it's astonishing that you have a media, thank you for the call, Robert, that you have a media that promotes every aspect of the PETA, eco-Nazi agenda when it comes to animals. And, you know, you could argue, rightfully so in some cases, where they're always advocating for the rights of animals, which is something to, to, to take into consideration. Yet when we have clear and present evidence that at the direction, the specific direction of Anthony Fauci, the American government sponsored animal torture, and you do not see that on the, on the media. You also no longer see them being inquisitive as to exactly how did the virus that changed the world how exactly did it start? He called out. Right, but I guess it just follows this track with the early days downplaying or trying to discredit the lab leak theory from Wuhan. Uh, why, why spend the time doing that when we're talking about observation, description, experimentation, and explanation? I mean, now it seems like the lab leak is a real possibility. 
Well, Brad, I'm really sorry that the lab leak has become such a distraction for so many people, because frankly, we still don't. That's a propagandist named Collins, who works for the government. It's not a distraction, stupid. Were we a victim of a weaponized virus that it looks like from China? And not only that, you lying rat, it looks like Fauci and our government financially sponsored it. That's the only question that's important. The only one. And then, how do you all keep your jobs after being so damn wrong, you scum? Oh, I understand. It's the Democrats. Dan in Salem, Wisconsin. Sean, first-time caller. I believe, oh my God, this is so perfect. I believe this is from China. It's biological warfare. They're trying to kill us. Well, luckily it was made in China, and, it only, and, and, and we have a survival rate of 99.5, so that's the good news. It works like everything else that's made in China. The, thank God the Germans didn't do it, or we would have lost half the country. And the other thing is, why aren't we investigating the emails that we have prima facie evidence eight months ago? Senators are being restricted from the information. The emails are being turned over to our senators, and it's redacted. This is the major story of the day. And then you maybe that general that wrote that book from I don't mean to, uh, no, go ahead. Go ahead. but you know that general from the Chinese um, Communist Party, he wrote a book about biological warfare. That was the only way they were going to defeat us because they knew weapon weaponizing us militarily, militarily they couldn't defeat us. Yeah. So they would have to get us through a biological warfare germ. Here's and an I interesting. Think this is what they're doing. Here's an interesting thing, Dan. Why don't you hear the COVID deaths out of China? Anybody know what that is? Anybody know what that is? Ah, oh, there's something to think about. Thanks, Dan, for the call. Thanks for listening. If you're on the line, I didn't get to you. I will get to you. I do have a guest when we get back, and I promise we're going to have open lines. We're going to take you all all day. And by the way, thank you to all the new people who are calling. I really appreciate that. We'll be back after this. Bells will be ringing. The sad, sad news. When Joe Biden's ruining it. All right. The quality of life in this country so far, up until very recently, was something you decided. When you are in an area, the only foreigners understand this, who live under tyranny and abuse, you're subjected to all kinds of atrocities. One of the main atrocities is you're not protected from predators in your society, which is why in socialist countries, the only two businesses that thrive are government and mafia. That's just how it works. The American Democrat sewers are becoming like that if they're not already like that. Illinois is a joke. It's a punchline. There are still people there who are victimized and want to fight back. They uh, understand there's a difference between surviving and thriving. In Illinois, unfortunately, you have been demoralized into simply surviving unless you're in on the scam. Then if you're in on a scam, happy days are here again. You get a piece of the pie. But that's not most of the people. However, there are some good people that want to change things. If you just look at a simple stat of carjackings, this is one of my favorites in the city of Chicago. They say it's up 50%. That's from last year during COVID. That year it was up 35%. So if you figure the math, just simple envelope math, from the year before COVID, we're up 85% in just carjackings. I've got story after story. They're shooting into bars. They're shooting indiscriminately on the expressway. And when I say they, I mean the Democrat roaches. 
I'm sorry, but that's what they are. These are street gangs, thugs, that have destroyed the quality of life of not just Chicagoans, but Illinoisans in general, as they are now emboldened in, by counties. We have somebody running against Tammy Duckworth, who wants to change that. It's my second time talking to him. His name is Rob Cruz. He's calling for a law and order on carjackings and shooting. Rob, thanks for coming on. How are you? Uh, I'm good, Sean. How are you? Very good. Tell me a little bit about what you're proposing. Yeah. Um, uh, well, real quick, for the record, I'm running Illinois 6th Congressional, which is against uh, Marie Newman and Sean Oh, Kasten. I'm so sorry. I don't know why I thought you were running against Duckworth. I wanted you it's to okay. aspire for greatness, but go ahead. <laughs> no, um, uh, we're proposing this. So many of my friends, and then this comes from people that you know I've known in for 30 years, 25 years, living downtown, they're driving on the highways, and they hear about all the time people are getting shot, people are getting mugged, or, or whatever the case may be, you know, off the highway. Well, it's time that if you commit a crime on the highway, this needs to be a federal crime now. Uh, people that do these kind of things know they're not going to get in trouble. But if you tell them it's going to be a federal crime, I believe we could start to push some of that uh, that nonsense away because federal crime is a different component than local time. So it's time that the federal government steps in and steps up and says, if you guys aren't going to do something about this, then we should. And anyone who's an elected official right now at the federal level should be saying the same thing. So here's what I have a problem with. For, for I'm 54. For 40 years that I know of, the Eisenhower was the heroin highway. Everyone knows it. Housewives from all over, spoiled trust fund little brats would take their mommy and daddy's expensive Lexus, drive to the ghetto, buy their hair on, and buy their other drugs and head back to Oak Brook and all the other uh, uh, trust fund inhabited areas. This is not a secret. Neighborhoods have been overtaken. I, be- I firmly believe that they are now politically active. That you, somebody who wants to run for Congress, understands and realizes we now have to appeal to a higher authority because the authority that manages Chicago is corrupted. They not only are allowing this to happen, the political power in this city is held by the gang-banging scum. That's a sad statement, and that's the way I think you should lead. What do you think? I'm also not a political consultant. Take that in mind. <laughs> well, you know, I think what we really have to focus on is, you know, what, what are the end results of this stuff? You know, I think everyone knows what the problem is. I don't think that's a concern anymore. Now we've got to figure out what is the solution. Um, you know, I, I heard today, I'm watching uh, Lori Lightfoot give her press conference. Um, it seems like she's doing a 180. And, you know, it's probably politically motivated for the most part. But, you know, just give an example on Michigan Avenue. CBS was reporting there was 49 cases in, the, in, a, in a recent survey with eight convictions. Eight convictions. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's absolutely so fantastic. It's a 20% conviction rate. Um, if you commit a crime and if you're a kid on the street and you're in a gang, you know, let, let's not pretend that you, that you don't have a, a brain. You're low that you uh, one out, you're going to get caught one out of five times. So Is, why not continue to do it? Because this also stems to the county as well. And I don't think that's a secret anymore either. The people who live in Cook County all know it. I live in suburban Cook County. Everyone is calling for, you know, Kim Fox to step down, especially after today, after she, we found out she wasn't telling us the whole truth about the whole Chessie Smollett thing. Um, you know, suburban Cook County now is experiencing these carjackings. 
you know, um, and, and, and to your premise, there was a woman that, you know, that, that was a, one of her kids were an alumni at my high school. And she was shot on the way home from a White Sox game on a regular school night. That's insane. Was that the 67-year-old substitute teacher? Yeah. It, it, she, I, it was my understanding she had some, to, some kids that went to my old school. And this is madness. You can't go to a White Sox game. You can't go to a Bears game anymore without driving back and, and worrying well, that you're going to make it There's home. also something that's not being spoken of. Uh, when you bring this up, by the, by the failed, corrupt political pimps and whores. If you are a Caucasoid, you're immediately labeled as racist. There's another aspect that's going on. I can't help but notice from the Chinese grandfather who was slaughtered on the sidewalk to the random shootings onto the expressway. It seems to be that it might be racial motivation because all the victims seem to be white or not of the... Uh, Chicago Democrat base preferred race. Why is this something that politicians, news people, and people in general are afraid to speak of? Because you cannot explain to me the uptick in shootings along the Eisenhower, and I want to see a victim that is not a Caucasoid. Yeah, no, it's a tough one. Um, I think people are afraid, to be perfectly honest with you, to, to tell the truth in certain instances. And, you know, I, I wasn't aware that most of the people were white. I, I guess I never really paid attention to what nationality they were in general. Cause I think a victim is a victim at the end of the day, uh, whether it's a kid in a bad neighborhood as a, or a gangster. As a perpetrator is a perpetrator. And I want them, I want them prosecuted equally. I don't really care what color somebody is that threw the, the, the mother uh, on the ground and carjacked her. In Bridgeport, I don't care what color the person is who shot the grandfather who happened to be Chinese. I don't care uh, uh, what the shooter was who shot the substitute teacher, the 67-year-old innocent woman, and killed her on her way home from the White Sox game. I don't care about any of that. What I want is those people put in a hole for eternity. That's what I want. And the reality is we have a system of politics that is protecting perpetrators and victimizing victims over and over and over. So step down. Listen, pickpockets don't cut their hands off, and thieves don't turn themselves in. Remove her derriere. Post haste. There has to be something in place for this, because the favoritism is obvious, the corruption is systemic, not racism, and the corruption goes all the way up to the woman who dresses the way I used to like to before she ruined vests forever, Lori Lightfoot. I can't disagree with you, and, and part of my statements have always been I can't remember a time where we have glorified felons as victims and uh, regular good working police officers as abusers. This was something that's straight out of a book that no one, I think, ever would have thought, saw coming. Um, I do need, we, do, we need to recognize it. That's why I made this uh, statement today that you read. It's time for, you know, if, if the local governments are not going to do something about it, then the federal government needs to do something about it because we have regular Americans on the street, innocent people, like innocent, innocent people, uh, becoming victims of, of, of this crime wave. And that's, that's not happening here, Sean. It's happening in L.A. It's happening in New York. It's happening What's the in common Austin. Denominator? It's happening everywhere. What's yeah. the common denominator? They're, they're run by Democrat, corrupted, Socialist. political whores. That's just the, the way it is. I 100% agree. You know, so I, I, I hope that you, uh, you win. And I hate to be wrong, and I admit when I am, you're sure you're not going to run against Tammy Duckworth? I'm 100% sure. Damn it, I hate to be wrong. All right. Well, I wish you the best of luck in the 6th District. Where can the people go to support you? 
please go check us out at Rob Cruz with a Z for F O R Congress.com. Um, and uh, I just want to wish everybody too out there, have a Merry Christmas, a happy new year and a better day is, is around the corner. Wonderful. Love it. Thank you so much for coming on. Thanks, Sean. We'll take the calls and comments when I get back. I am terrible at not speaking the truth. I'm terrible at lying. I'm terrible at pretending we can't solve all of the failures in Illinois. If you just identify what the problem is, and I have, it's the corrupt Democrat mafia. And everybody knows what's going on in the sewers. We all know who's in charge, and we all knows the we all know the billion dollar industry that's being protected. Joe in Displains. Hi, um my comment was um well, I'm a fan. I mean I great comedy on this show. Um but uh, yeah, you know, I'm saying the rich kids going down to Lexus on Hero Line Highway, you know, I, I, my point is it does not discriminate. Everybody suffers from that plague. And the message is there's a redeemer, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Well, I, I, I listen, we gotta, solve the, we gotta solve the problem by by destroying the drug dealing scum that has destroyed the quality Amen. of life, Joe. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. And you know, I'll, you gotta recognize the failure. And if you're not going to fix it, you got to do something else about it. Tom, Naperville, used to be. Hey, good afternoon, Sean. Uh, now in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah? They have vacation? Yeah. No. Permanently, uh, <laughs> yeah, permanent, permanent vacation down here. Yeah. I just moved and, down here. And have you, uh, you know, you've only, been down, you've only been down a couple of days. But do you see somewhat the difference in the quality of life among John, the people? I'm going to tell you something. Uh, the people down here, and I, I, I've been coming down here for years. People get along down here, black, white, Hispanic. They're, they're, it's, it's a different, totally different uh, culture down here. Um, uh, the integrated and um, that's how it's supposed local. to be. That's how that's how it was always absolutely, supposed to be, Tom. Totally and, and it isn't absolutely, until the politically corrupted become race yeah. pimps, and they pit one against yeah. the other without knowing people with it by indicting people for stating facts. Here's the fact Brother, of the matter. Not, a, not a one of these political whores and pimps know you, know me, know anybody. Yet they're willing to cast, they're willing to cast the greatest insult you could cast on somebody. Racism. Absolutely. John. I'm fighting for, right. the, for the freedom of all races. They don't know me, Absolutely. and I could give a rip what they think about anything. After all, I don't take advice from failures. I don't take direction from corrupt political whores, and their opinion means less than nothing. This can be solved. It is solved. And all other states and cities that are not run by the Democrat mafia, identify the problem and do something about it. Otherwise, keep waiting for them, their technocrats, their oligarchs, and their corrupt mafia to destroy the quality of your life. That's what they're doing, and that's why we call it out. Each and every day, each and every instance, I see them. They don't fool me. Fauci is a failed fraud. The only reason he's there is because he is a political apparatchik and nothing more. He's part of the ruling class. Well, you don't rule me, brother. Not on your best day, pickle face. Just be happy I never met your daughter before I got married. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. 
And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. we are in this predicament is because we've allowed corrupt corruptors of our society to be offensive with their accusations and indictments of our character. It's really quite that simple. The reality is people in my life, as I'm sure people in your life, people that you've loved, people that you've done business with, members of your family, come in this country, thankfully, variety of different characters, different characteristics different religions, different races. And it, for the most part, up until the very recent past, as a society, we've had a wonderful acceptance, although that's being rewritten, because the Marxists understand a simple philosophy. You must rewrite history in order to steal the future. Chicago, Illinois, New York, New Jersey... Philadelphia, California, wherever these Democrat sewers are. The political corruption that has taken place has harmed people of all races. The only way they've managed to distract us from that is through propaganda and having control of the narrative to constantly control the conversation rather than focus on the failures. The Thompson Center sold, but it didn't really sell. The Thompson Center sold 70%. People of Illinois still maintain a 30% interest. This is being celebrated all over news networks in Chicago. But nobody wants to talk about the specifics. That's what I do. Let's talk about the specifics with the Thompson Center. Deal to sell the Thompson Center. A major rehab is planned, but the basic structure will be preserved. WGN's Mike Lowe, live from the loop now with more. Mike? Ray and Micah, good evening to both of you. Governor J.B. Pritzker today noted that for the better part of the last two decades, Illinois governors have been trying to unload the Thompson Center to get it off the books. While it is a stunning architectural uh, example of postmodern architecture, it needs a lot of work. And the question was always, with a sale, would the building have to be demolished? But today, both the governor and private developers unveiled a plan that would both save and reimagine the Thompson Center. I am pleased to make an announcement today that has been years in the making. Governor J.B. Pritzker announces the sale of the Thompson Center, a deal that will save the state millions of dollars and save an icon of postmodern architecture. I am absolutely ecstatic. It is such an important building for Chicago and, in fact, for the world of architecture. So I'm really glad that we're saving it. Real estate developer Mike Reschke. Today's pretty momentous day. Of Prime Group Incorporated will buy the property for $70 million up front, then spend about $280 million. It's irrelevant what they spend. You're in for 30% of whatever they spend. He bought it for $70 million. Does anybody know what the Thompson Center cost in 1985 dollars? So the cost for the Thompson Center was $172 million in 1985. The reason that I am so adverse to government lies, deception, and spending is because you have to understand 
how the velocity of money, the inflation value. In 1985, $172 million is worth $444 million of today's dollars. In today's dollars, they sold it for $70 million. The people of Illinois lost $360 million. They were spending upwards of $400 million to maintain it. How do you spend $400 million to maintain a building that's half empty? And how many more of these deals are going on? You still own 30%. So when they say they're going to spend $200 million, the people of Illinois will spend 30%. We don't know the specificity of the contract because you're not privy. After all, you're just the plebes. You're the serfs that will pay for it. The kind of financial corruption, malfeasance, scandal and skullduggery that the people of Illinois just accept in a news story is outrageous. The Illinois Republican Party is neutered, inept, feckless, and weak because nobody wants to look into what exactly the deal this developer and this company got from federal money to local money to tax abatements because the Illinois Republican Party isn't offended by that crime. They want a piece of it. That's the problem. And that is why you come to the conclusion of the trajectory. You must recognize the trajectory. This has not been given the proper coverage. This is an outright scandal where the people of Illinois have been taken to the cleaners for billions of dollars on one location. One location. There's not a congressperson. In fact, our congresspeople, the Republicans, they're doing what? What's Adam Kinzinger doing? Well, he's investigating January 6th. You think he wants to look into this company? You think any Republican should look into this company? You think an investigative reporter? I want to know what the company gets. But we're not going to get this in this story. ...to transform the Thompson Center into a mixed-use development that will include office, retail, and hotel space. We were How many of it is subsidized, both federally and locally? And who gets the hotel deal? Boy, the Pritzkers are in the hotel business. It's cynical because of the reputation the building had. But we took a very hard, conscientious look at the opportunity to make further investment in LaSalle Street uh, for the benefit of, uh, of local businesses, the city, and the state. The state. See, there's an old expression. Don't urinate in my ear and tell me it's raining, gangster. I want to know what you got. I want to know specifics. Am I going to get them? Or am I going to get this lipstick on a pig story? And that's why you come to the realization, if nobody's fighting against this except a radio host, if no Illinois politician wants to know the specificity, if nobody wants to investigate how in the world could you spend an excess of $400 million maintaining a building that you already overpaid for, then it's time to pick a direction. See, and then if you mention this, are you going to be called a racist? Am I a racist because I want to know that? See, where I live... South Florida, I have a congressman that I adore. I have a congressman who should be the next president. I was lucky enough to meet him. I'm impressed every time he opens his mouth. And it's funny. I never, ever thought one minute what race he was. Florida Congressman Byron Donald sits on the House Oversight, Budget, and Small Business Committees. He joins us right now. Good morning, Congressman. All of those things are massively important to the, the American quality of life. See, we were prior to COVID, a country that operated 
primarily on small independent businesses. Now, granted, COVID was the excuse to corrupt us all. How many of those small businesses now are indebted to the government with their PPPPP and their free cheese and their government handouts? Luckily, there are politicians like this who recognize the scam and speak out against it. Good to see you. Thanks for being here. Good morning, Maria. Merry Christmas. And to you, Merry Christmas. Your reaction to Adam Schiff altering that message. Well, first of all, this is outrageous and something has to be done. Unfortunately, Nancy Pelosi is going to cover for him the way she covered for Eric Swalwell. She will not do anything to hold him accountable because he's carrying her water, especially on this January 6th committee. But when we take back control after next year in the 118th Congress, we need to make sure that we hold him accountable because in in a legislative body, you cannot have people who are knowingly lying, not only to their colleagues, to the American and also to the American people, because they simply cannot be trusted especially with something as sensitive as this, where the Democrats are just trying to push a narrative because everything they've touched has basically been a disaster for our country. What are your thoughts on the current spending agenda? We know that Joe Manchin has said he is not going to vote for this bill in its current form. Will this pass in the new year? Um, It's not clear. It doesn't look like it's going to because the realities on the ground are very, very simple. We have a major inflation problem. We have a a major labor shortage in the United States. That bill that Joe Biden says was going to help everybody would make things 10 times worse for small business owners because the social spending aspects of that bill would make it harder for small business owners to actually get people to come to work and to stay at work and work full shifts, work the 40 hour week. So I think Joe Manchin is right to not vote for this bill. And it's worse than that. Once again, the Democrats were lying to the American people because they were starting these programs for one year or two year and then cutting them short, not realizing the full cost of this bill. So I'm actually happy CBO came out with a score that demonstrated that the full cost over 10 years is a little over five trillion dollars. And if CBO estimated he's the greatest threat to the Democrat Party. Because he understands exactly what the corruption is. See, what Chicago and Illinois understands is most people could care less about the Thompson Center story. They don't care. What's the percentage of Illinois of, of Chicagoans that are actually paying taxes, number one? Number two, care enough about the fraud and corruption. And number three, are simply brainwashed to think, I'm a Democrat. These are not Democrats. This is a collectivist Marxist mafia. And it, once you look at anything they touch, I don't care what it is. The corruption is obvious. The corruption is systemic in the Democrat mafia. Now all we have to do is incentivize all people to look at it and reject it. The Thompson Center is an opportunity to see just how many billions of dollars the people of Illinois have paid off to corrupt oligarchs that have been maintaining it for over $400 million a year and the company that bought it that will be subsidized to operate it as the people who move in will be subsidized. After a while, it's going to become very obvious there aren't, will not be enough taxpayers to support the tax handouts that the Democrats know how to do. 312 642 I'll take all your calls. You better watch out, you better not cry. You better not pout, I'm telling you why. Prime... Contractors U.S. I'd love to know who they're giving their money to. Boy, oh boy. It'd be real shocking to find out that they gave all to Democrats, wouldn't it? I'd also like to know how many PPP loans they got. I'd like to know how many sweetheart deals they got. 
Something tells me lots. Matt, Mount Greenwood. Hey, good evening, Sean. I, you know, you say $400 million a year to maintain that building. That seems astronomical, but nothing surprises me. I, I just didn't know where you came up where you got those numbers. But, Pritzker. Pritzker but said half a billion dollars a year to maintain it. When you oh look at God. when you look at the numbers they've averaged between three eighty and four eighty million dollars a year. The, the the staggering statistic is when you inflationally adjust the money, that building was almost half a billion dollars in, in today's money. Oh. And they sold it for seventy it. million? Yeah. That, that's yeah. that I'll is you, a, I'll tell you this. I, I get it. I'll tell you this. I was uh, worked for a great family-owned business uh, about seven, eight years ago. We had the contract. They had the contract for CPS and uh, CPS schools to do all the building maintenance and engineering in those properties. And it was very well run. Absolutely very well run. Again, private sector, union business. Yeah. And uh, Magic, Magic Johnson came in. Uh, he came in, or I won't mention the name of the company that took over the contract. We got booted out. My former employer got booted out, and the company merged with Magic Johnson. And only after he coughed up a two hundred fifty thousand dollar campaign donation to Tiny Dancer, so the private guys got kicked out. The government hacks got brought in. Government what? Those buildings are not nothing. They're not maintained the way they should have been. And. I understand how these things have turned into a debacle. That's exactly Thanks, right, because Charlie. that's the kind of corruption that never gets talked about. It's the kind of corruption we're used to. Thank you very much, man. But government has a very simple function. That's to get the best deal for the people. See, government is the fiduciary of the people's money. The fiduciary of the people's money. Which means it cannot pay off its political contributors and massively overpay for things and make decisions... That on the surface and in the root benefit a political party yet harm the people. Which is the perfect segue into a conversation Donald Trump had with Maria Bartiroma, also known as the Money Honey. I spoke with President Trump about the strategic oil reserve and the rampant inflation. Watch. They weren't going to make us non-energy independent. We're, we were energy independent first time in, you know, they say 78 years, but I think forever. Uh, we, we had so much energy, we didn't know what to do with it. Gas prices were $1.87, and now they're going up to seven, eight, nine dollars Well, it's funny that you, you say that watch. one month after he tapped the strategic petroleum reserve, yeah. gasoline prices are down 10 cents. That's an important thing. There's two important things there. The reason it's 78 years and not forever is because 78 years ago, the American government misused the Sherman antitrust fraud bill to break up Standard Oil and disincentivize the competition, which was overtaking the market from Standard Oil. It didn't need to be broken up. To incentivize foreign cartels like OPEC and foreign nations to become billionaires on the backs of the American people. That's why it's 78 years. It is 78 years. And since then... The political corrupt mafia we have have been selling out the American people to political contributors. They've bastardized our system. But Trump is exactly right. He not only saved the American energy sector, but as the price of oil plummeted, 
wrongfully so because the economy was shut down and went to zero. He took advantage of that and built up the oil reserves to the first time, the first time being full, his average pay was between $21 a barrel and $28 a barrel. For a political move, the Biden diaper administration released the people's oil at a cost that it cost us $28 into a market where the cost of a barrel is $80. They stole from you to get gas down to 10 cents for a political pat on the back. See, but these are principles in a nation that no longer has them. This is the commonplace now, right? So we'll just talk about it and move along, move along. And then to rebuild it, the people have to pay $80. That's why it's littered with financial corruption and financial stealing of the people. The only question is, have they cut enough of us in on the scam? Are there enough people who get their welfare check? Are there enough people who want to sit on their fat asses instead of work? Are there enough people who don't care? And is because in my opinion, the Democrat Party needs to stop and people need to wake up to how they've been robbed from locally to federally. And it's always the same party. And I'm not here to tell you that the Republicans are angels, because if the Republicans had a backbone, they'd be telling you this instead of the best radio show in Chicago. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Go right to the lines. Mary Ellen, thanks for holding. Northwest side. Hey, Sean. How are you? Good. How are you? Good, good. Sean, from my background in real estate, and, you know, I work for a real estate attorney right now, it's like, was that property ever listed in the, for the Thompson Center? You have to think if, if they were willing to take $70 million for that property. You have to think one name. You're going to tell me Ken Griffin, he carries it around in his pocket. Wouldn't have bought it for Citadel? Although maybe after the way he's been attacked, he's decided to pull out of Chicago, which would be the smartest thing he could do for his business. But it is kind of an interesting question. Was the Thompson Center listed on the open market? But you know as well as I do, Mary Ellen, the best properties in Chicago rarely hit the open market. Is that not true? Oftentimes, there's a lot of cash deals that go on, and you never hear about them. I'm surprised the Table of Wisdom LLC that Ed Burke and the two Cook County sitting judges didn't have a hand in it. After all, they seem to get a lot of that quiet tax auction property that goes on. You know, it's so so open and obvious. And then you realize the Prime Group is a, uh, an international company that has strong ties to the Democrat Party. They're based out of uh, California. 70% oh, of the that, people. Oh, that what it is? Yeah, I wasn't 70- sure who, who they're connected to. Prime Construction Group, U.S. Seventy percent of the employees are are donors to the Democrat Party. You know, you can't find out because oh. you don't have enough time. But go figure. You know, you know how this goes. You're uh, you're an Illinoisan. We're Illinoisans. We know how this goes. But seventy million dollars isn't the 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 most offensive thing. It's that the people are still going to pay thirty percent. We have a thirty percent interest. Does anyone know the specificity? Are we in for thirty percent of the of the rehab costs? And now what is the reward for the people? After all, so far, you've, you've lost well over a billion dollars. If you're lucky, if I'm kind, we've owned it since 85. We're probably in the net thing for $9 billion. How would you know? And, I, you know, and, and what are the they going to do with $70 million? Where well, are they going to put it in what account? Oh, 
Don't worry. Yeah, right. What account? Uh, something tells me the people who uh, are depending on Illinois and Chicago to help them will never see a cent of that money. But thank you, Mary Ellen. You'll be lucky if Pritzker's Hotel doesn't get the contract. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. commission, too. Yeah. Well, it does explain why Blagojevich's wife, as a real estate broker, worked for Tony Resco, and nobody saw her yet. She made a ton of money. Yeah, that, that Blagojevich, a real victim of the Democrats. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, Mary Ellen. David and Lansing. Uh, hey, Sean. Um, I have a possible solution to this uh, to the shenanigans regarding like real estate in Chicago. Yeah. Um, we take all the possible uh, all the po- politicians from Pritzker all the way down to the aldermen, and we check out their LinkedIn and see and list in a newspaper or somewhere on a website. Mm-hmm. Somebody can make a name for themselves. Who has training in accounting and finance and who has experience running their own business and who doesn't? I bet more than 50% of these people are attorneys with no training in finance or accounting or who have run their own business. So there's a website. Money. There's a website called Open Secrets. Dot com. Open Secrets is a political contribution website. You get to see a lot, but you don't get to see everything. The only statistic that I think needs to be examined is how long have you been a politician and what is your net worth? See, because you need something simple. After all, it is a state that's occupied by Democrats. So even a Democrat should be able to figure out somebody like Nancy Pelosi, who is worth half a billion Dollars. That's $500 million. And ca- does not have a business that generates anything. They don't invent anything. They have no patents. They have nothing. All she's right. done is front-run political policies. And when asked about it, she says, it's okay, and the people should are just going to take it. So, David, well, that's why husband, you're, yeah, either husband, in, uh, you're either in yeah. the mafia or you're too stupid to see it. Thank you very much for the call. Greg and LaGrange. Hey, how you doing, Sean? Good, how are you? Explain to me why a scientist is afraid to debate facts with another scientist. Interesting piece comes out where they get um, Fauci, Dr. Fauci, Francis Collins, and Burks in emails going back and forth saying, we have to um, basically... Slander. These fringe, yeah, slander. These mm-hmm. uh, fringe epidemiologists, Dr. Martin Caldor... Mm-hmm. Dr. Gupta and Dr. Jay Bhattacharya and Scott Atlas while he's there because, you know, it doesn't make us look good. Out in the open, nothing's done. Press has got it open. I, I, if I were it's Kildorf, Bhattacharya, Bhattacharya, Gupta. All renowned scientists, um, all, all had said that they don't like the results of the vaccine. They don't believe in the in the philosophy that's been moving forward, and they want to re-examine the data. And they were called fringe. Um, they were slandered. Uh, we have to get a, a, a handle on this. They didn't want to recognize the fact that uh, from Nobel Prize winners to professors at Stanford, um, they had spoken against the protocol that, that America has taken and the cooked data that Dr. Anthony Fauci, Pickleface, has been manufacturing. That's what you're referring to. Uh, yes, absolutely. And I, I love the fact that Jay Bhattacharya came out on Facebook and said something or whatever, Twitter or whatever. But I would be calling these guys out every day. Let's debate right now. They're liars. They're, they're trying to smear us. 
Let's have a debate. Science is all about open debate. Greg, I, 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 know you, I know you listen a lot. I don't know if you heard when I had Ron Johnson on. He is a sitting senator who asked for the emails of Fauci. They're being slow-walked after um, it was leaked that we, in fact, through a liaison, were investing in the Wuhan laboratory. They are redacting emails to a sitting senator, brother. You know, I mean, you think me and you and the rest of the American people are going to get it to take a look at that information? As, and every time it's mentioned, the people who mention it have their, they're deplatformed from social media. They're outcast or they're attacked and maligned from the propagandists instead of the media being inquisitive. So it's a big hill. But here's the thing. People are watching this. It is obvious they are failing. The people in Illinois, by the way, we got it was the Illinois Department of Public Health. 52.4% of the deaths from August to December 15th were fully vaccinated. Sooner or later, that's going to get out there. And sooner yeah. or later, people are going to say, listen, why aren't, you, why aren't you giving us the medication that was there, that was been in our society for 50 years, that has a generic platform from hydroxychloroquine to monoclonal to all of it, all of it, remdesivir, all of it. Why aren't you at least making that accessible? Because there are some states that did, like Florida, and they are the lowest, and they are being redacted from our reality. And that's a problem. Thank you, Greg, for the call. You know I appreciate it. But pickpockets don't cut their hand off. Pickleface Fauci should be in prison. Instead, he's in control of our Christmas. 312-642-5600. Take all your calls when I get back. Chuck Berry, right? That doesn't sound like Chuck Berry. Sounds like someone's robbing Chuck Berry. It's outrageous. Stop robbing Chuck Berry. Um, there's a big, big, big failure going on in this country. And uh, it's drug addiction. The stats are not in prior COVID to after COVID. See, what happens is when people have their lives taken away, they get a little depressed. Yes, they do. That's why when you see the old videos of the old Soviet Union, they had a lot of gray on walking around, not a lot of smiles, Soviet countries. It's not true. I mean, uh, it's true. But the problem is it doesn't have to be that way. There are simple mitigations you can do. Now, one of the things that we are all experiencing are supply chain issues. You hear from Christmas gifts to the excuse for inflation rather than the reality of what it is. Supply chain, supply chain, supply chain. Why is the supply chain of narcotics not interrupted? In fact, the supply chain of narcotics is flowing so freely, it's a massive, massive problem. The only price that isn't going up is fentanyl. Oh, in fact, it's going down. It is so obvious and such a failure that even the Biden administration... Ironically, her name is Milgram, can recognize it. Why is it so hard to cut off the flow of fentanyl, which is the drug that seems to be fueling these overdoses? Fentanyl is a different drug threat than we've seen before. It's synthetic, meaning that it's man-made. It's made of chemicals. Right now, those chemicals are largely sourced from China. They're going to the Mexican criminal drug cartels that are then mass-producing, often at an industrial scale, fentanyl. Fentanyl, tiny, tiny amounts can be deadly. You know, I, 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 this China is cleaning up on the COVID. Cleaning up at every front. Cleaning up. It wasn't really the case too long ago. It was, in fact, they, they weren't cleaning up. 
the one thing that the, that the Chinese really needed, really, really needed, was a Biden administration. It might explain why, in fact, they gave his son $1.5 billion, $1.5 billion to, uh, I guess he's got a proprietary trading knowledge. Aside from it all, smokes crack, likes to knock up strippers and not pay his child support. Not very good at picking up laptops from uh, repair stores. Not good at that at all. Um, he he also is a consultant on on a Ukrainian uh, natural gas. I mean, he was sat on the board of Amtrak. I, the the Russian uh, Moscow mayor, his wife gave him through. I mean, this guy he is a Renaissance man. But when it comes to securing the border. Kamala Harris has no answers. Vice President Kamala Harris conceding in a wide-ranging interview with the Los Angeles Times that the administration did not anticipate the Omicron and Delta variants. Here's a quote from that interview. We didn't see Delta coming. I think most scientists did not, upon whose advice and direction we've relied, didn't see Delta coming. What a great way to distract from the most obvious failure. What you've done as Biden has put you in charge of the border. What have you done for the for the control of the drug flow from Mexico via China? What have you done? You've enriched it. And that gets me to believe there's another motive. I know it's very it's very controversial. After all, I like to think therefore I am. And the one thing we understand is that the fentanyl issue that we have is massive. This is the new young face of fentanyl addiction, before and after. 22-year-old Katie Mather, forehead and chin clawed open by her own fingernails because the use of fentanyl makes her skin crawl. I spot her on the strip, Surrey's infamous drug hangout, and ask if she'll talk to me. She puts cover-up on her raw skin. So I literally just did my mascara and I'm good to go. She's just a kid. How many kids like this won't be interviewed? How many homeless people, how many lives have been devastated? There's one culprit. One culprit. The Democrat Party. Everywhere they reside, chaos and failure and corruption. 312-642-5600. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now... With personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. weeks ago i saw a story and we talked about it on this show i wanted it to be wrong about the salvation army adopting the lie of critical race theory we uh during the show i read the excerpt of the memo that was given we had callers that had called up and said no you, you know you're wrong and they know the organization and i wanted them to be wrong i mean i wanted them to be right i wanted to be wrong about the story i was reading turns out unfortunately i was not we brought Christian Watson on, who has just written an article. Hey, Salvation Army, just ad- admit America isn't a racist country. After all, they survive on the charity of all people. And I don't, I don't remember um, them directing 
charity to one race or another. I thought they were to help all people. I thought they were a religious organization. I believed in what they did and was very disheartened to see what they actually are practicing. So I wanted to bring Christian on to discuss. Hi, Christian. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing, sir? Good, good. So unfortunately, the story I had originally read, which I think broke, if I'm not, if memory serves me correct, the Washington Examiner, I thought, did the piece where they released the memo that was given from high up in the Salvation Army. And uh, is that exactly what happened? So it's actually the Washington Times that way back in the summer. Uh, Mark Kellner at the Washington Times actually deserves credit for uh, breaking that story. Um, but yes, yeah, so what happened was uh, Mark Kellner did an article about in the Washington Times about how the Salvation Army um, was peddling a curriculum that is now widely known uh, as the Let's Talk About Racism curriculum, in which they espouse a certain number of principles that are contrary to their organizational aims. And uh, one of those principles is they attack colorblindness, um, when in all reality, as you mentioned in your opening, all people give the Salvation Army, and they exist to serve all people, and their own mission is to serve all people um, under the auspices of the gospel of Christ. That's what they say. And yet, this guide says colorblindness is bad because it rejects our God-given differences as if a race is some difference that is divinely bestowed upon us, which really reflects the kind of ideology amongst leadership. This same pamphlet, the same curriculum, um, also says that everyone has to repent on behalf of the sins of the Church for its racism, which makes repentance a collective action and not an individual action, which is what the Bible would say it is. I mean, there are just many things in this guy that are distortions and just, you know, very wrong abuses of the gospel, uh, but the army uh, embraced them wholly until they got pushback uh, from their members and from uh, the media. And what is the position that they have now? Because we um, we had some callers who were affiliated with the Salvation Army call us and correct me as I talked about this. And as I said, I wanted to be wrong as I read this story. Because I have to tell you, I'm lucky enough to be born in this country at a time when you were taught right that we were Americans and that you are, you know, you were never, I never looked at people in that vein. That wasn't the first thought that came to my head when I encountered somebody was to describe them by the, by the, the color of their skin. What I did was always, I was always interested in the character, the quality of the character right. they had. And uh, that's how I was raised. I was raised by people who did that. My ancestors tracked back to the people who fought on the blue team. Uh, to indict all Americans, this is truly a trick of, of Marxism. This is truly a trick of divide and control. Um, are we winning this or are we losing this when it can get to an organization built on the on Christian principles and the idea of charity among all people, when they adopt this philosophy, isn't that an indication we should be worried? Um, <laughs> that's an interesting question. Okay, so you, you asked two questions. You asked, is this really the sense of the salvation, which because people have been calling into your show and saying that it's not. Um, and you've also asked, are we winning this? So I think that this, the first one's more simpler to answer, um, but I will address the second in short order. Um, the first one, um, unfortunately, this is the sense of the leadership. The leadership, a lot of them, even if they don't truly believe the principles espoused in that pamphlet, did basically allow that pamphlet to uh, um, be promoted and occur 
under the name of the Salvation Army. And when we when they first were pressed on this after Thanksgiving, um, the Salvation Army released a statement saying that, that the claims that um, this pamphlet included some of the materials that it included um, were sensationalist. And then when further backlash happened, people began actually like quoting from the pamphlet, the Salvation Army decided to remove the curriculum from the website for further review, which has not, there's not been any consequence to that further review, by the way, perhaps because there's nothing to do with further review and everything to do with saving faith. <laughs> um, no. So yes, unfortunately, this is an organization-sponsored thing. Unfortunately, it is, no matter what the leadership says. Now, as for the second question, are we winning this? I assume you mean are people of good nature who exist as warm-blooded Americans who do not like the principles of Marxism or critical race theory, who believe in individual liberty and believe in man's God-given rights, are they winning this? And I think we are. Because in all honesty, the push didn't come from my organization, Colorado United. All we did, we basically just went into the Army. We found a groundswell of people who were incensed and enraged by the the insult of being told the colorblindness is bad and that they need to repent for racist actions they did not do themselves. And we represented them. We got a petition that now has over 14,000 signatures. We started a media campaign, which made the Army respond because we're representing them. So without the Salvationists themselves, this would not have been possible. So no, I, you should not be concerned about the people who constitute these institutions. You should be concerned about the leadership. Because the leadership has a mind of its own, and they're seeking to appease the trends and fashions of the mood, uh, of the current mood. And when you try to appease the trends and fashions of the current mood, you will always be led astray, because typically what is right and what is just is not popular. As you're talking, I'm thinking about how you could apply that to virtually every government bureaucracy we have, from the Department of Education, yep. as we see what it's done to our school children as they're being indoctrinated into misinformation, as you think about the military in general, as you think about so many of these bureaucracies that have adopted this fraud philosophy of critical race theory. You know, it wasn't long ago, Thomas Sowell wrote a wonderful book called Black Rednecks and White Liberals. Uh -huh. And yep. through that, he goes through the, Amer the real American history. And, um, you know, he talks about a forgotten slave and a forgotten underclass called the Ulster Scots. Why is it that this this book, written on f lies, and there's no other way to say it, deception, why is it that this book has taken such a foothold in so many of our government bureaucracies and policies? This 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 uh, this book you said this critical race theory the 1619 ah, ah, you know, ah, yes, yes, this yes, idea that we we've had deceitful pseudo intellectuals yes. come up with this theory uh, yes. in the first place. Ah, uh, yes. Well, that's because people who are possessed by certain ideological dispositions have managed to ascend to power in certain institutions. Right? There's a reason why um, President Trump was able to sign an executive order saying that this stuff will not be taught in the federal government. It will not be sponsored through any federal contract because President Trump is someone who was not possessed for all of his all of his ills was not possessed by a Marxist ideology. Um, and, you know, vice versa. B Biden tried to create an equity guideline uh, for um, uh, um, high schools around the country for uh, as, as a grant thing, because like, he wanted to give a grant to high schools around the country just to teach American history. And a part of that grant was teaching even Max Kennedy's how to be an anti-racist. So institutions, I like to always say this, are simply tools. It's a mistake if the institutions are like living, breathing organisms with the same functions Correct. as human beings. 
That's not good. They're tools. And the tool is only as good as the tool master. A hammer is only as good as the skill of the construction worker behind the hammer. And so an institution will only be as good as the people who are permitted to wield it. Therefore, the issue is not really at the institutional level. It's at the individual level. Because there are a handful of individuals making these decisions. So what do we do? We have to make sure that people who occupy our institutions in America are not tainted with these ideologies. It's easier said than done, but that's what we have to do. There's also a troubling um, portion or, or, or a troubling part of this ideology, and that is they're not advocating, and when I say they, I mean the subscribers of critical race theory for the abolition of racism. In fact, what they're advocating is for the control of racism, and what they're promising mm-hmm. and what they're guaranteeing is to practice racism in the name of correcting racism. Is it that white people are afraid to speak of this? Because it seems to be quite obvious. You know, you're talking to people in Chicago where depending on the race of the perpetrator, the victim is re-victimized by the system that is supposed to protect him. Are people, are, 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 you know, I'm going to say Republicans, but I mean all others other than the Marxists, afraid to mention the obvious? And how are we going to fix it if we are? I'm not sure what folks are afraid to do or to not do. I, I hope that no one would be afraid to mention some of these glaring issues that we have in our various institutions and systems in the country. Um, but what is certain is that the, the sort of apathy or the hesitance, which are two different things, both of them have the same effect, towards um, talking about these issues that uh, many of the critical race theorists folks may identify the issue fine, but may interpret the issue wrong. Right? So like a critical race theory would critique the criminal justice system, and believe you me, there are certainly critiques to be made of our justice system, but none of them have to do with, the, with I think, with an inherently racist um, structure. A lot of them have to do with a system that um, you know, it violates individual liberties for every American, not just black American, not just Hispanic, but for every American. You know, civil asset forfeiture. Any yes. single person, yeah. or white or black, are subject to a prosecutor saying, you know what, we think this was used in the commission of the crime, we don't, have to, we don't have to prove it or anything. So go in there, send the SWAT team in there and confiscate their property, and they go years without going to hear it. That's a issue that affects every American, not just black Americans. And so if you really want to talk about criminal justice reform or any kind of reform, look at how it impacts human beings in relation to them being human beings, not in relation to their skin color. But the critical race theory crowd is incapable of doing that because skin color, it's all about skin color. The reason why certain groups have different outcomes is because their skin color, even when you can demonstrate that it may be something entirely external to their skin color. So we have to fight back with these simple empirical facts, citing these issues that have been uh, impacting a lot of Americans across racial lines. And we have to keep pushing that because I do believe reason shall prevail. I do believe that reason will win ultimately if it's torchbearers keep the flame alive but the apathy the hesitation and being scared to speak out at 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 the at the risk of retribution that's not going to keep anything alive it's going to cause the flame flame to die in the view of american liberty not to persist there has been um i'm assuming i can just tell by my circle a massive reaction to this i have friends of mine who were uh, contributors to the salvation army who said that's it i'm never going to give another nickel i adopted that position um Have they felt the repercussion of their stupidity? And is this something that they are acting on to correct? From what we hear, Salvation Army 
has suffered extensive reputational damage and other kinds of damage as well for the curriculum. In fact, Commander Kenneth Hodder, actually over this over Saturday, made a response to my my, my boss, my colleague, President of Coloration United, Kenny Zhu, saying that Kenny Zhu Kenny Zhu has a war on Christmas and the poor. He's saying this because Kenny Zhu and I have been leading the charge against critical race theory in the Salvation Army. So apparently because we want to fight critical race theory, we're waging a war on Christmas and, and on the poor. Rhetorical manipulation works great. works great amongst people who don't have any common sense. Well, most people have common sense, so I don't think that title is going to work. But, you know, I can't provide a formal response to what Hodder is saying, but I can tell you that Hodder's response has been promoted by General Brian Peddle, has been promoted by a lot of other people at the top of the food chain in the Army, and he said in his response that he is going to he is not going to get rid of diversity, equity, and inclusion officers in the Army. He's actually going to keep them. So they've made a decision that they're going to keep very core aspects of the woke ideology alive within the Army. Where that will lead and what that means, I, I don't have that answer right now, but I do know that they're not entirely backing down. As you see this also take hold in our government and many other bureaucracies, as you see it in our own, in our own military, can the people do anything about it other than hope and pray that politicians get in who want to correct it? Is there anything that can be done now um, by the American citizens in general, or is it simply one of these political talking points and political whips no. and chain that will be used? There's plenty that can be done. Okay. Plenty that can be done. In a free society, especially a free society that relies a lot on what we call value exchange, I make something, you like it, we exchange value, you, I give you that something, you give me money, whatever. And a society built upon that very simple exchange mechanism, the power rests in the individual, and the power is amplified in the individual if he can get other people to partake in an action with him. If, uh, if, if every, I don't know, if, if every person who supported any particular group was dissatisfied with that group, the group would be brought to their knees by the people who are dissatisfied if they were large enough in numbers. So what I say is just exercise your free will. Decide what is the best course of action for you in terms of the Salvation Army or any other organization or institution that may be endorsed in these principles. There are plenty. There's American Express. There are plenty. Decide what is the best course of action for you, but realize that there's power in numbers, and in our system of a free market, and our system of voluntary exchange, those numbers can cause serious things, can cause the earth to shake and things to move on a dime. So I think we've kind of demonstrated that with this backlash of the Salvation Army, with some of their supporters saying, these principles are not in line with your principles, these principles are not okay, therefore we're not going to really, uh, we're going to have to ban you change things. Now whether that means that you, whatever that means, and we're not saying don't give money, but we are saying that Everyone should use their voice to, to, to raise it and use it to change things. You know, I was so naive thinking that the Constitution would protect us from a government <laughs> that decided to be racist. I really was. I think that okay. affirmative action, I think that the mantra of critical race theory, the premise of it, is unconstitutional on its face. It's literally advising and regulating discrimination. In fact, it's institutionalizing discrimination. Ultimately, isn't there a team of lawyers that is not part of the Communist Front Group, the ACLU, that really wants to fight for civil liberties in this country? Do we have any major law firms and organizations that are taking on this 
this ideology of of control and persecution? Well, I know there are a lot of good organizations um, that I've heard of uh, um, to pass and passing. It's the Foundation for Individual Rights and Education. I mean, uh, they're like files and they call themselves. There's a lot of good organizations out there that actually fight a good fight. Um, but ultimately, I, I think that, again, we should, the institutions are only good as people who use them. Yeah. But a lot of the ability to affect change rests outside of the institutions and in uh, the individual. And so I think just getting together, banding together with your fellow man and, and withholding the support for certain organizations until they relent to righteousness, that's going to be the strategy. How that exactly manifests is going to depend on the situation, but that should be the overall blueprint for fighting this cultural menace that is now threatening to take over our land of liberty. I found your article enlightening. I love the fact that you keep it up. I'm interested in tuning into your podcast, the Pensive Politics Podcast. He is Christian Watson. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Thank you so much. You have a nice day. You too. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. It's so offensive to be insulted by this ideology of true hate, true racism, critical race theory. These strangers indicting you, me, with labels we didn't earn, we don't deserve, and I personally will not take it. I absolutely will not take it. Bob in Plainfield. How you doing, Sean? Thanks for taking my call. Thanks for calling. I've been a big fan and supporter of, of the Salvation Army, and um, I organize a crew at my church to ring the bell every year. And after I read uh, that statement over my breakfast, which I almost lost, uh, I was disgusted, and I emailed my contact here, and he was surprised and you know begged me to stay, which I'm going to you know commit commit to the end of the year, and after that I'm going to really rethink it. But I reviewed their uh, list of resources for the document that they came up with, their position statement, mm-hmm. and Beverly uh, D'Angelo's book is on there. So uh, if if Robin D'Angelo's book is one of the books that they referred to when they came up with this position statement. So what does that tell you about the management? Exactly. They would refer to that book and then use it to, to, to cast aspersions on all of us who've been working hard uh, in their spreading lies and ruining a, a beautiful organization. Uh, right. An organization that existed on the charity of all races, and it was supposed to benefit all races. And what it shows you is and they're not does. just, they truly put the idiots in useful idiots. And they need to be punished Correct. for it. I, I and you know yeah. I'm not going to tell you what to do, brother. You do what you got to do because obviously you're a good yeah. person. You donated your time it's all tough. this time. It's a tough call. It yeah. really is. Well, Bob, I I appreciate it. And there's other organizations to get involved with. I am a big proponent right. for St. Jude's. What they do for yep. children, to me, it's always about the kids. Thank you, Bob, for the call. And that is why I also am excited and I love doing the commercials for Food for the Poor. It's about the kids. They've been in business 39. Years. $37. You give them $37, they feed a child for six months, even with the inflation. How do they do it? Because they've been doing it for 39 years. $17 billion in aid for 39 years, delivered 128 containers filled with emergency relief supplies. This is the kind of organization I'm giving to. I told my wife, don't give a nickel. Don't give a nickel anymore. I did the same thing with the church. I absolutely did. When the Pope started spewing Marxism, when he started taking the the principles 
of Marxism and indicting Americans and indicting people around the world? That's it. You're done. See, they exist on our charity. That's what makes this go around. That's why it's important to, to, to understand who you're giving money to. Food for the poor, $37, six months, 185 five children for the same six months. To give a gift of any amount, call 844-862-4673 or visit 560theanswer.com slash food for the poor. Business benefactor, $2,500 tax deductible. You would think that would be my favorite part. It's a, it's a big part, but my favorite part is that it feeds over 65 children. And aside from that, AM560 will give you 41-minute commercials to air right here. So it's a great business decision. You get to talk to Anjanette, 847-472-8951. When I get back, Cara, I'm going to take you, and I'll take the rest of your calls for the, I can't believe we only got a half hour left. That's all we got. So grab a line, 312-642-5600. The moon is right. The spirit's we're here tonight. See, this is what happens when the chubby guy wears a Christmas sweater. And I can't know I'm in a day to Christmas. Save it for the last day. I'm ready to give up. Kara Elmwood Park. Sean, I would like to applaud you. You are the first person. I have been waiting to hear the call of action. You asked your guests, what do we do? We have so many people like me that want to, to do stuff. We're able-bodied. We're willing. We don't know what to do. I attended the history tour with Donald Trump and Bill O'Reilly. Zero call to action. I attended the Lincoln Day dinner. Ted Cruz is the guest speaker. Zero call to action. Everyone says we're in a revival. Yes, I'm a believer, and we very may well be. But you know what? We need to get our hands dirty. It's time to do something, but we need a call okay. to action. And thank you so much. Thank oh, you. Thank no, I you. I appreciate that. Thank you very much. I mean, I'll tell you the truth. It's hard for people that feel that they have no outlet. I want everyone in Illinois to know what you're living through in that Democrat hellhole is not everywhere else. There are people in political power that are doing something for the rest of us. You know, I think and they, uh, a number of the speakers kind of raised the point, but, you know, when I cited some of these school districts across the country that are doing all these crazy things, I'm just thinking to myself, are you doing so good at reading and math and all these other things that you can divert all this attention to ideology and indoctrination? I mean, come on. Most of those places that are doing that are performing much uh, worse than, than any place in Florida. And so you know, we do have to, what Lakeisha said is really focus on the foundations, on, on the basic pillars of what a good education is. And, and the court, certainly civics education uh, is a big part of that. Uh, but by us protecting against CRT and this Stop Woke Act, you know, we're going to be making sure that that time in school is actually spent learning and not just being targets of indoctrination. And that, By the way, he was introduced by a person of color. This is not this is not what the government, the Democrat Marxist mafia wants you to think. This is not all people of all race. Believe me when I tell you, the book that I referred to was written by Thomas Sowell. He is a person of color. The book it, it goes through the actual history of Chicago. People of all races are proud of the principles of Americanism because those are the principles in which this country is supposed to operate on, not this legislative racism against anybody, anybody, 
all of this is about them using it as an excuse to seize control from all of us. That's what it's about. And for those of us who have loved people and been friends of people of all races, you see how uncomfortable the vast majority of the people who are to be used as weapons in the name of government-sponsored racism have become. My congressman is Byron Donalds. He is not white. He understands the principles. The people in states that are fighting for American principles of all races are cheering politicians who are standing up against the Marxist mafia's racist play. Is going to be a very good thing for parents uh, throughout the state of Florida. So we look forward when we reconvene uh, the legislature next month in January. Uh, we look forward to be able to making this, you know, a big part of what we're doing. We're also doing a lot of other stuff. I mean, you know, we're going to have a major program to help uh, to give signing bonuses to police officers who moved to Florida from other states because they're not being treated well there. We're going to make sure that no government or private entity in Florida is going to be facilitating Biden's reckless border policies, and we're going to have strong response there. And we're going to continue to making the state uh, well-managed and a good steward of your money. You know, I put out my budget. Can you imagine in Illinois what that would be like? Well-managed and a good steward of your money. As the only reason Illinois can survive is on welfare thanks to COVID. It operates under the exact opposite principles of Americanism, as the entire Democrat mafia does. They're not interested, by the way, in those people they pretend to protect. As you can see, the ghettos they build, who pays the cost? Whose kids are slaughtered by the gang-banging scum? Whose kids are turned into drug addicts and turned into and disincentivized through welfare turned into apparatchiks? of the Democrat Mafia, where that style of life is normal now. Simple. The answers are very simple. It, get rid of Democrat leadership anywhere it is, because anywhere it sits, it's riddled in failure and corruption. Dave, Racine, Wisconsin. Greetings, uh, Sean. Um, just a thought that uh, with Manchin, all the uh, crap sandwich that he's getting from his fellow Democrats, he should just say, I up and quit, I don't need this stuff. And that would put uh, the uh, agenda being set threats. by Mitch McConnell. He's getting death threats from the, the foot soldiers of the Marxist mafia, Antifa, from BLM. He's getting death threats. He's being intimidated. He's, they're attempting to extort his vote because that's what they are. They are a literal mafia. And I like your idea, Dave. It would be wonderful to quit because then we could have an election and see if the Republicans could mount up the position of American principles and maybe win something for a change in spite of the electoral skullduggery the Democrats are promising in the future. I mean, it is, it is unconscionable the way that the Senate 
operates. It's fundamentally undemocratic. And now what it's doing is that it is allowing the stripping of people's voting rights across the country. We are in a crisis. 19 states have passed over 33 laws to limit or restrict the right to vote in the United States of America. We are beyond the time for something to pass. And my concern is that even Manchin's compromise or the fact that he was making statements just this past week that he was just having conversations with the parliamentarian about voting rights that were illuminating. How has this not happened all year long? And so what we really need to do is crack down on the Senate, which operates like an old boys club that has a couple of what she's advocating for is legitimizing illegal votes and not just by illegals. What they are trying to legitimize is fraud. After all, that's why they sit where they are. But that's what happens when you have a Congress birthing person who doesn't understand the difference between a republic and a mobocracy because she's part of the mob. 312-642-5600. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. <laughs> Jim Carrey you should have won the Oscar. They, they completely robbed them. Another corrupt institution, the Oscars. Um, I have to tell you, uh, critical race theory is the weapon of the, you know, the weapon of choice in some instances. The other weapon of choice is the movement of the trans community. Sorry, it just is. I have no ill will. I've dealt with uh, clearly a man dressed as a woman. We did a deal together in real estate. L- very nice person. Got along. I have no bias at all. None. But where I have a problem is because I was just, I don't Facebook anymore. No, I don't go on and I don't care about it. But I still get the emails. And a friend of mine has a daughter that changed his life. And he just wished her happy birthday. During the break, I called my nieces. Called my house. They're at my house. And I, I, I adore them. They're little girls. I have two girls. All my life, my cousins, I was the only boy for decades. I always defended the girls to see this nation stand directly opposed to women especially the young girls who are being demoralized and harmed in their sports activity and in their lives sickens me to let boys go in the bathroom sickens me nobody with an iq over 60 approves of this but the marxist mafia knows it's a weapon that they can use. Would you tell us, tell all of us watching right now, what is it like to go into a competition against a transgender athlete when you know the outcome ahead of time? Yeah, it's extremely deflating. I've experienced it five times, and each time I lost to a biological male. And the fact that that's still happening, that women are still losing to biological males in their own sport, shows why we need more female athletes to speak up about this. And so I just kind of want to say to the female athletes in Pennsylvania. Don't let anyone silence you. Speak up. Tell the NCAA, your athletic directors, and your coaches that you want fair competition because doing this is nowhere near as scary as it seems, and the amount of support is overwhelming. And that's why if you're a contributor, if you're an alum, and you reject this, don't give your money. That's the only control you have, money. Don't give it to these scum institutions that are promoting this debauchery in our nation. Karen Wheaton. Hey, Sean. Thank you so much for taking my call. Oh, but uh, I appreciate having you on the radio and actually explaining and 
and opening all these topics up for discussion. It is a great, great um, forum that you have going there. But really, I would Karen, like because this is the motion. same stuff as my wife says. People are going to pay you for the same thing that got us disinvited to parties and thrown out of family affairs. Yes, but somebody's got to talk about them. So I really appreciate that, Karen, and I appreciate you calling. But the reality is what, what the Marxist mafia is relying on is people's fear to discuss the obvious right and wrong. So that's why there's a push to get me off the air. You should see the, the suits get inundated with emails from morons who, while the city of Chicago and the state of Illinois is collapsing, are still advocating for the mafia that destroyed it. But go ahead, Karen. Well, Sean, we're happy to be out here and supporting you, but now I need to needle you for a moment. There was a gal who called in a few minutes ago, and she was expressing exactly the same thing that I've been struggling with for over the last nine-plus months, how to get involved. I have called people here who state that we're in a legal fight, we're trying to make headway, And you can't get through to them to say, hey, I'm here to help you. I'm here to put boots on the ground or to make phone calls, and they won't return the calls. I even tried to get through to Jeannie Ives on her breakthrough ideas. How Mm -hmm. can I participate? How can I support? And it's a dead end. It's complete. It's crickets out there. So when you get a chance, can you please... Let us know what options we have. I'll talk to Jeannie. She's a wonderful person. I'll find out exactly what happened with that particular organization. But the the answer to to what you're saying to me is to find somebody and some, some politician, a senator, a congressman, somebody who you don't. Unfortunately, in Illinois, you don't have one. There isn't one. There isn't one. But. There are some that are running that are trying. I don't know what their chances are because I believe the state's been corrupted. But there are other politicians in other states, the states that are fighting for those principles that not only built the strongest, wealthiest country, but need to survive or freedom and liberty will not, Karen. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for calling. That's the answer. Be specific with who you support. Never support parties, only people. Because only people can save us from the people that have destroyed us. They just happen to all be Democrats. That's the mafia. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.